Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number, holy crap, wait a second, I have to stop. Okay. I have to stop right off the bat because of this conversation with Dave Ryan. In this conversation, I asked him for advice and one of the pieces of advice, he says he hates it when people on air use the greeting of you guys. You guys, check this out. I want to tell you guys about this. Oh, I want to tell you, you guys. Oh, you do that all the time. I know. Yuck. I know. I don't like it either. I don't do it all the time. Yeah, I start off. No, I start you do. Literally every episode. This is question number 62, 61, 61, I think. Uh, and every single one starts with, hey, guys, ah. this is Rob. So this is great. I, I love it so much. I love it because this is the freaking reason I'm doing this podcast. This podcast is so I can learn and better myself as a human because I genuinely am curious about the world around me. But let me let me start over in my new stretch here. Let me You're gonna botch it. I'm not gonna botch guys, it. Guys, guys, hey, guys, guys. You guys, you guys. No. <laughs> the new intro of the podcast. Ready for this? I almost just said it again right there, winding up for Oh my it. gosh. Muscle memory. Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to Question... I see, it's just, hey, you. Hey, if you're listening to this... Hey, you hey, you are, over there. Hey, you. Hey, kid. Hey, you with the headphones on, listening to this right now. Uh, this is Rob, and welcome to question number 61. Why do you sound so much better than I do? It's my conversation with Dave Ryan. This one's a good one. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking? Are you talking to me? Who are you? Hot quiz, hot shot. For those of you joining us for the first time, my name's Rob Morgan, and for the past 10 years, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. This is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my friend, Sarah. Uh, before we even go a step further, can I get you a Guinness? I am here for one thing. I am so glad we don't have to deal with sponsors on this podcast or else I would have to tell you, I cannot recommend you anything greater than an ice cold Guinness. I like to call mother's milk. Cheers. Oh my gosh. See, that's a good radio voice. That is a great radio voice. In a world. Yeah, go ahead. Give me something. In a world where what? In a world where mother's milk reigns supreme, you will find no better glass of hydration than Guinness. Look at this. We're having fun. This podcast, this conversation has been at like a few months in the making just because of schedules. Uh, he was out of the country over in Japan for a little bit, and we finally uh, found a time that worked for us. So we met up at the local Irish pub in West End. People used to say the West End, also not at West End. Okay, at at the West End? Mm -hmm. At the West End. So we show up 
Uh, I get there a little early. I set up. By the way, I'm going to do a shout out because the folks over at the local were some of the most kind and considerate and helpful people. I want to give a massive shout out to Sage, who was hosting and made all this happen at the local. Uh, Sage, if you're listening, massive thank you to you and everybody at the local. This was a great conversation. By the way, Dave shows up and the second he shows up, and he says hello, and he introduces himself. I am blown away. I mean, I've heard this guy on the radio before, but in person, it's almost jarring to the senses to hear someone with such an eloquent speaking voice, mm. clear, projecting. Uh, I am, I'm obviously joking in the sense of just jarring. He's got a great voice, but it, it's, uh, it was kind of intimidating sitting down to talk with someone who is in this industry. I'm no... Who talks for a living. Who talks for a living. I am no stranger... I'm no stranger to being in front of a microphone, but that's usually in a musical setting or on stage. Speaking, I feel like even having done this podcast for a couple of years, I'm getting better at it. You are. But I am not on the level. I want to make this point because before we dive into this conversation, we live in a world where it's very easy, no matter what industry or field or creative outlet you are in, it's easy to think... That in order to put out something quality, which is something we talk about in this podcast, how Dave believes that the key to doing anything successful is to focus on making something quality. Uh, but we, the problem is we get sidetracked into thinking that in order to make something quality, we need to buy, have the most expensive gear. So we limit ourselves, number one, to not creating things. Maybe you are uh, want to get into photography. We limit ourselves by saying, oh, I need the nicest, newest camera to be able to even start doing that, right. start creating. We, number one, limit ourselves, and we, number two, waste time. At least for me, I know tons of other musicians that are in the same spot. We, we waste time instead of creating something meaningful, practicing our instrument, practicing our voice, whatever you're doing. We waste time online looking up the, like, the latest, more professional piece of gear. I want to get the new, the new guitar or the pedal. I want to get this new amp. And that'll, that, that will, once I get this, then I will be a professional. It's, I've spent years wasting time doing that. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal. If you've been listening to this podcast you know what my voice sounds like on these microphones. These are the same exact microphones that I've taken to all my other uh, podcast interviews. And the second Dave sits down with his voice, it sounds like someone is in a professional recording studio with $1,000 microphones. It's crazy. Even in this, even if you listen to this, even in this conversation, you can tell the difference between my voice coming through the microphone and his voice. And it's not, I'm guessing it's not just that he has a good voice. I'm guessing that he has trained his voice to be a certain tone or whatever the right word is. Yes. There's like, there's a register and uh, Mm, I think a lot of it has to do with projection. Uh, And one of the things he did say was talking about being mindful of speaking into the microphone instead of being out here. Some people forget about that. Right. And that's something I need to be more aware of. Well, in I this. feel like you're pretty good about that. Yeah, I feel like I am. I feel like I am fairly good at that. Uh, Dave, here, I do want to say this before we dive into this conversation. Dave has a great podcast and a great book. The book's called "Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything" and other shit I learned the hard way by mm-hmm. Dave Grant. I think it's brilliant. Uh, so links 
for everything Dave Ryan related. I'm going to put maybe a link to his radio show uh, website, to his podcast on iTunes or the book on Amazon. It's all in the show notes below. And by the way, when you're checking out the show notes, if you want to support this podcast, we would I would love it. I'd be super thankful. Sarah would be super thankful because this is her favorite thing she ever does in the week. Mm, yeah. We would be super grateful if you would head over to iTunes, rate, comment, and subscribe. Five stars only. And leave a comment. Uh, also, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your story, your thoughts on this podcast, questions you may have for me, questions you may have for guests that can pass on to them. Whatever's on your mind, call the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. Yes, it's a real hotline. Yes, I do answer that when I can. My birthday is coming up, and as a gift to me, if you would please sing me a song, it can be anonymous, on the podcast hotline, that would be a fantastic gift. Oh, Sarah. Oh, someone else or me? Well, this isn't the podcast hotline. Okay. Call the podcast hotline. But don't sing me happy birthday. Sing no something different. No happy birthday different. songs. <laughs> <laughs> Call the podcast hotline. Sing Sarah a song. Hey, and I, I will say this. If you call the podcast online, we have a ton of Guinness merch. I am, I am so glad we don't have to deal with sponsors or else I would say that I have Guinness merch up to my eyeballs that is burning a hole in my studio that needs to be given away. So if you call in, the best song sang to Sarah uh, wins some Guinness merch. Let's just say that. So make sure to leave your name. <laughs> okay, let's get it. <laughs> All right. This is my conversation with Dave Ryan at the local Irish pub in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. The thing we were talking about a second ago of your son uh, going to Berkeley. Here's the thing I want to say for that. Are we on now? Yeah, we can we be. Okay, if this okay, is cool. Yeah. Then I'll talk into the microphone, Rob. Oh, my God. <laughs> Teach me ways. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I think my friend is your son's drum teacher. Uh, Nate Babs yep, is his him. name. Yep. Fascinating. Because I was grabbing brews with Nate the other night, and I had mentioned that we were getting together. And he yeah. goes, I think I teach his son. He does. Interesting. Yeah, because we, I see, I know his name because Carson talks about him a lot. He really yes. loves Nate and respects oh, Nate. Yes. And I also get a bill on PayPal to Nate Babs <laughs> yes. every Tuesday for their lesson on Wednesday. So oh, I know so Nate. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He's yeah. been on this because he, him, he's one of my closest friends. And so he, I mean... We were talking about I should I would love to grab coffee with your son, but if he's friends with Nate Babs, he's been yeah. he's been hanging out with one of the most pro guys in the world. I'm trying to get Carson to absorb the knowledge of as many different people as he can about this because everybody that he talks to is gonna teach him something else. Yes. Because I'm a pilot, and for example, every time I talk to another pilot instructor, yeah. I learn something that I'd never heard before. And I'm like how could I not have known that? I've been flying for 25 years. How could I not have known that? And they're like, I don't know. How could you not have known that? But every time, so I told Carson, I said, talk to everybody yes. you can. I met a guy who was playing drums at an event for the Humane Society this past Saturday. And I saw him playing, and I, he actually came up to me mm -hmm. because he listens to our show. And I said, I wanted to pick your brain about my son and drumming. And so we talked for a little yeah. bit. He gave me his card, and I told my son, I said, write to this guy. My son's like, why should I write to this guy? Yeah. I'm like, because pick the brain of everybody who's going to offer you information. Yes. Yeah. 
when did you develop that appreciation for that? Has that just been an innate part of your personality, or is that something that you learned during a season? Of- I think it was a combination. I used to listen to, uh, it sounds a little bit corny, but you've heard of like Tony Robbins, right? I Tony- love and- Tony okay. Robbins. He's yeah. great. And yes. I listened to his entire 30-day program yeah. twice. Yeah. Once 20 years ago, once 15 years ago. And one of the things he said was find out, find someone who's doing what you want to be doing and find out how they got there. And then find out what mistakes to avoid yeah. and what to make sure you do. Because you, you know, if you want to learn something, like to say, if I want to learn how to be a great tennis player, yeah. I can go on YouTube and I can like watch YouTube videos or mm-hmm. take a lesson or whatever. But I think that if you find somebody who's already doing like what you want to be doing, a teacher, I guess, yeah. then find out what they're doing and how they got there and what mistakes to avoid. So that's what I'm trying to teach Carson. Yeah. How's it? How's he taking it? He's not taking it well. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's 18. It's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things you have to figure out no. uh, Rob, he's for yourself. Eight, yes, yeah. it's totally true. He's 18 and he, in his mind, he's already good enough to go out and yeah. tour with Ariana Grande, yes. to tour with Logic or whoever. He thinks he's good enough already. And he'll show me videos of like these guys that tour with Ariana Grande and Logic, and and they're really good. Yeah. And I'm like, are you think you're that good? He's like, yeah, I could probably play that. Yeah. Okay. He couldn't. So I oh. think that he's gonna get there. And, and but he's very cocky right now, yeah. like most 18 year old yes. boys are. <laughs> yeah. And um, but it was good when he went to Berkeley last year. He went to that five week course. Yeah. And he was there with a bunch of other great drummers. So it brought him down to earth a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. That. The the five week course was that was that like school credit was it like a school. He did get like a school a, credit. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, he got a college credit for the five week course. Yeah, yeah, it is. We it is interesting. So I'm 33, and it's interesting seeing just in the years that I've uh, been on Earth the the amount of realizing how much I don't know, and it mm-hmm. only it almost takes a certain amount of time where you have to you have to make a certain amount of just mistakes on your own. I think I don't know what it is. But there's a certain level of uh, you have to know what you don't know before you can start learning the things. It's and very true. Seeking out the things you don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I coach people in radio, yeah. and then we have um, I coach morning shows for iHeartMedia, and sometimes we run across a show that's just not very good. Yeah. And they think they know it all, and and our phrase is they don't know what they don't know. Oh. And it's so yes. true. You run across Hell, that too, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they really don't know. Which is the most dangerous. And they think they know, it's it's a cliche to say they think they know it all. Yeah. But I think it's a better description to say they don't know what they don't know. So therefore their mind is closed to learning new things. And I think that's one thing that all successful Mm. people have in common is they realize there's a lot of stuff that I don't know because I don't even know what it is yet. Yes. Okay. So you say that and to me that instantly goes to, I get crippled. By thinking about, I don't know, there's so many things I don't know, I, what do I need, what's the next thing for me to be focusing on to work, but I don't know what I don't know, and mm-hmm. if I could only go back in time, or what all these yeah, things, yeah, I yeah. get crippled by all those. Yeah. So how do you approach somebody that doesn't know what they don't know? How do you... It's difficult. If, okay. if you can get through to them, yeah. then that's part of the battle. And I'll be honest with you, some people, you just can't get through to yeah. them. There was a morning show that I coached for iHeart, 
and they were young and they'd never done a morning show before and they were very enthusiastic, mm -hmm. but the, he had it set in his mind that it was going to be this way and he was going to reinvent the way that morning shows are done, which sounds admirable. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sure that Kurt Cobain said, I'm going to reinvent the way that you know rock is done or whatever, yeah. and it worked for him, but, but for this kid, there are certain invariables in entertainment. For example... Um, uh, you know, to be real and to be human is always yeah. a good relatable. To never appear to try to be try to be cool. You know, we all like people who are human and that are like us and that are vulnerable. So I tried to explain to him: talk about your your weaknesses sometimes. Talk about you know the fact that you uh, I don't know you locked your kid in the car at the mall or something that you know that shows you're vulnerable and, yeah. and you have flaws. And he didn't want to do that. Okay. Because, but I know, I mean, one of the reasons, okay, let's go back to a sitcom. What's a sitcom that you like? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of the most classic Friends. Okay, Friends. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them was messed up in yeah. some way or another, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, one was neurotic, one was childish, yes. one was, you know, Phoebe was super flighty. Mm -hmm. And we didn't like them because they were so perfect. We liked them because they had flaws just like us. Yes. And, and that show also worked because they were all different. So if everybody on the show was flighty like mm -hmm. Phoebe, it wouldn't have been a very good show. If everybody on the show was neurotic like Rachel, it wouldn't have been a very good show. But they were all different. You know, Joey oh, was like man, child. Like, so Joey good. was kind of yes. dopey. Yes. And um, who was the other guy? Uh, Matthew like, Perry. Uh, yes. Uh, he was kind of like yep. just, you know, whatever. Everybody was different. Ross was, yes. Ross was like neurotic and, and nerdy. Chandler. Chandler, yeah. yes. So, and so what I'm trying to get to is that I tried to impress upon him that there are certain invariables in entertainment and morning radio, but he didn't want to do it that way. So to answer mm. your question in the longest way possible, oh, man, I, love this. I could not get through to him. Yeah. But I think it's the people who really want to learn. I coached a show mm -hmm. in San Diego. They were in ninth place, and they soaked up everything I told them like a sponge. And they went from number nine to first place in about a year and a half because they wanted to learn. And I think that's the real key is you gotta find somebody who wants to learn. Okay, oh man, <laughs> there's so many things that you just said right there that just, uh, I, that just sparked my own curiosity. And the first one is, uh, when you're saying that, the first thing that comes to mind is that a, a, something I've learned, speaking of being 33, in the past uh, few years, I feel like I've just started learning that if you wanna impress somebody, Share, uh, share your successes or your wins. Mm -hmm. But if you want to connect with somebody, uh, share, share your vulnerabilities and your failure and your, uh, the thing, your, your losses if you want to connect with someone. So yeah. where do you find the balance as someone who is uh, both your own, being a host, being your own personality or human in the world that is in front of people and has an audience and also coaching other people that want to build their own audience. Where's the balance between, oh, this is just who I am, these are my, these are my goofball tendencies and right. I'm going to share these sides of me or at what point in the world in 2019 do you think, okay, I've, there's got to be some kind of impressing going on. Is that even a factor in your mind? Um, uh I think you have to know your audience. I think you have to okay. know when when we're like I wouldn't come in. We never met before today. Yeah, yeah, I, met, yeah. I met you 20 minutes ago, yeah. and uh, I don't know much about you at all. So I would never I come in this. and say, "My God, my cousin has got a terrible drinking problem, and I don't know what to do, and it keeps me up all night." Because you would be like, "Holy crap, <laughs> okay. Dave's really weird. He's sharing way too much information." <laughs> okay, yeah. 
And it's like, God, I can't get uh, off Pornhub. I'm on Pornhub all the time. Sorry, you, yeah. You would be like, oh, God, uh, gee, Dave, God, i got to catch a bus. So I think you yeah. got to know your audience. Yes. It's kind of like we all know somebody yep. that we've met, and right away they're sharing stuff that we... <laughs> don't want to know yeah and we're like okay how do i get out of this conversation then we also know the same people who can't talk about anything except the small talk they talk about the weather mm-hmm. and the twins yeah. and fishing and it's like but i think somewhere you and i'm not even that good at it honestly yeah. i mean sometimes i'm better at it than others i mean That's we all, some people are that really that. good okay um but i think that we all we we know people who we can share things with. Yeah. Like if I'm, you know, I'll give you an example, like, God, I'm so tired of my sister calling me for money, you know, every three days. I wouldn't tell that to you, yeah. but I might tell that to Fallon yeah. because I know Fallon, she's one of my best friends. Yeah. And she might say, I am so pissed off at my husband right now because I'm her friend, but she wouldn't say that. You have this to, rapport built up and you know there's yeah. a trust that you can open up. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to kind of feel that out. And, and honestly, I think the best way to answer your question is some people are better at it than others. So finding that balance. Oh man, I yeah, it's that is. I mean, this this project. So I've been doing this for maybe two years. Just this the podcasting thing of experimenting. What does this voice look like? Yeah, and it has been. Uh, that's been probably the biggest question on my mind. Of okay, where do you? At some point, you have to uh, impress. A little bit. You have. You can't share too much. Or we're in this world now with podcasting. That's you. Almost the more you share and the more open you can be, the more people connect to it. Yeah. So it's like the, it's this weird balancing constantly. Yeah. What if you don't know your? So then all that to say, what if you don't know your audience? So I just do you think about that uh, when you are sitting down for any of your shows, or is that just a natural? This is me. That's a really good question. You have yeah. some really good questions, and I kind of forgot to answer the impressed part. Because I, I, I think that sometimes when just, you know, you don't want to say, God, I won a Marconi mm. award. I don't. So what I have found effective is yeah. to have somebody say that for you. Like when somebody on our award, our show receives some sort of accolades, like if Fallon gets, you know, people's, you know, like sexiest woman of the year, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't have her say it. I'll be like, check this out. Fallon just got this award. That is really cool. Fallon, congratulations. Or when Steve wins some whatever, or when I get, you know, if somebody writes in and says, Dave, your book really changed my life or whatever, I don't read it myself. I'll yeah. have Fallon read it for me. So that's a way to impress. Um, and I think also by oh, not. That's so good. Well, yeah. here's, here's another example. Yeah. I met a guy one time and we, you know, he used to work at the radio station and he was a pilot. Yeah. And he never once mentioned that he was a pilot. And I found out later, I thought, shit, if I would have was a pilot, I would have bragged about it. But, but when, I, when I found out that he was a pilot but didn't tell me about it, yeah. I thought that was more impressive. So sometimes when you don't, it's what you don't say, sometimes that's impressive. And you had another good question in there, too, and I kind of skipped over it. Um, it was along those lines. Oh, man. I, 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 side note, what you said about, it's about what you don't say. Sometimes, so yeah. so heavy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's so good. Uh, I, was it something about um, are you com- when you're with your own voice? Oh, no, I know, what it was. I know okay. what it was. How do you know? How do you know your audience like on a podcast? Yeah. How do you know like that they want to hear that? Yeah. You have to assume that if they're listening to my podcast, mm. they know about me, um, uh, and they know kind of what they're getting into. Yeah. I mean, if they listen to my podcast looking for gardening tips, yeah. they got the wrong podcast. Yep. But if they're looking for you know like I don't know. Um, uh, 
being vulnerable and kind of being a smart ass and being funny and and kind of self-deprecating yeah. uh, and giving sometimes a little bit too much information, then that's my audience and they're yes. expecting that. Um, okay. uh, whereas you might not see that on Care 11 Saturday morning because they've got their own audience. Yes. They, so I think it's kind uh, of People showing of up expecting something. Their expectations, yes. yeah. Oh man, that, I mean, that opens up a whole other can of worms too because I think of, if you just start off right at the top by being, screw it, this is me, this is my voice, these mm-hmm. are my opinions, I'm going to mm-hmm. share it. The people that are listening, the following that's going to follow me uh, and tune in every week, every day, uh, those people will find me and that's the audience that will build instead of uh, trying to back order, like I'm going to try to figure out what people, what I think people want in a yeah. personality and then you realize you're showing up and having to be someone else. This is so deep. Yeah, I took that way too deep. I just think about, yeah. Um, I would say that sometimes, I mean, you get me thinking too yeah. about, you know, if I want to get a job at a photography studio, I've got to show them that I can take great studio portraits. But I might hate taking great studio portraits, but if it gets my feet wet, yeah. it gets my foot in the door, and then some, then I can expand to doing a sports photography oh. or whatever, then I think, I think sometimes a foot in the door. My first radio station I that ju- I worked yeah. at was at a religious station. Okay. Well, I, had no re- I had no desire to work at particularly a religious station. I just want to get a foot in the door in radio. Yeah. And that's the thing about radio is you get your foot in the door, mm. you get a little bit of experience, and you can build on that. So then my next radio station was you know, more of a regular top 40 station. And then uh, I did a night show with some personality in there, and then I eventually got to do a morning show. Yeah. So uh, I didn't ever get pigeonholed into just doing a religious radio station yeah. or just doing a night show or just doing you know, the news or whatever. And I think sometimes you change your mind too. You might say, I really want to work at a religious station or I really yes. want to do sports. Yes. But then, then you go, Ah, this looks so much more fun. I wanted to be a program director mm-hmm. at first to be in charge of the radio station. But then I heard somebody do a morning show when I was 21 years old or 20 years old. And it was like, God, he's having so much fun. That's what I want to do. Yes. So. And you would never have known that that's what you wanted to do unless you took the steps. I, what you just said about changing your mind, I've been obsessed with lately. Yeah? I just think we live in a world. This is, I'm just me opinionated for a second. I, live in a, I think we live in a world that the vast majority of people... I don't think would say that they're uh, against people changing their mind, but people, we don't allow other people to change their mind. And I think therefore we don't allow ourselves the freedom to change our mind, whether it's career mm-hmm. or ideas, your son, he's yeah. going into music. Yeah. No one wants to say that to someone going into music that's following their, their passion. But the thing is, it's like, yeah, hell yes. Run after this like a madman and chase your dreams but also know that it's okay if you get to a certain point and you say, this was great for that point and, and it brought me here and now something else will fulfill me in a different Absolutely. way. Yeah. I, I know a couple of radio people. I knew one who went to law school, passed the bar, yeah. and he never practiced law. He's been in radio like ever since. <laughs> yes. And then I know another one who went to medical school. Yeah. I used to work with him um, on KDWB. And he went to medical school and he was in his second round of whatever. And then he got a part-time job at a radio station during the summer. Screw medical school. Yeah. I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. Then he got into radio because he loved it so much more than medical school, which I still, I want to strangle him for doing <laughs> yeah, it. Totally. But What um, the hell are you thinking? But yeah, yes. you can change your mind. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. The, a minute ago you said something uh, about you were, you're coaching 
uh, a crew on a radio station, I think it was for, for iHeart, and mm-hmm. you took they, you took them from number nine mm-hmm. to number one. Yeah. What what is the difference between a number nine station or a host and a number one host? It depends on a couple of things. Yeah. There's got to be a hole shaped like them in the market. So they were in San Diego, okay. which is a really competitive market. Um, and San Diego has some great radio stations, but they didn't have a show just like theirs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, San Diego is um, a very Latino market. Yeah. Um, uh, and so there was a girl on the show, and her name, I don't think it's her real name, okay. but she calls herself Gina, Gina the Latina. So that was great because that told the Latinas in the audience, there's a girl on the radio that's just like me. Mm. Nobody else in San Diego had a girl that they knew was just like them. They also had a guy who was kind of like, for lack of a better word, and I love this guy, so don't get me wrong, um, he was kind of douchey, kind of like, um, uh, he was like, it seemed like a Jersey Shore kind of a guy, Jim yeah. Tan Laundry yeah, kind yeah. of a guy, and he knew it, and he kind of embraced it. And I said, <laughs> we need to bring that out in you yeah. and have her ridicule you for being so shallow that all you do is go to the gym date a different girl every weekend yeah. and go tanning. And so it worked out great. <laughs> so the reason that that show worked is because there was no other show like that that appealed to, it appealed to, because we targeted women. Okay, yeah. It appealed to women with her being a woman yeah. and a Latina. Yeah. And it appeared appealed to women also because he seemed like their boyfriend or their brother. So every woman knows a guy who's like, he's got a mattress on the floor instead of a bed. He's got some furniture from his mom and dad's house, and he's got yeah. a bunch of glasses that he stole from a restaurant that he worked at. Yep. So, And that's kind of what he was. Yeah. And so we just kind of figured that was a hole in the market that nobody else was doing, and it worked. Yeah. The sad thing about it was is that he then moved away to Boston because their show was so big that they sent him out to Boston, and it just, he wasn't very happy out there. Yeah. And I don't know the whole story, but... But for those couple of years, they were really, really big. And oh. she's still really big. She yeah. does a really good job. Really? Yeah. Gina the Latina. Gina yes. the Latina. Yes. That's so funny. Okay. That, the reason I asked that, uh, it, it seems like a tangent, is because you're talking about changing your mind. And even it just made me think of you going into a situation, helping someone transition or tweak uh, what they've had to do. Uh, maybe, maybe not a full 180 of changing your whole life direction but just changing it enough to fine-tune things. And I feel like I do that with musicians I work with and artists. Has there been anything in your career uh, or like a season of life where you've had to fine-tune? Because you're obviously a, a professional, and I'm wondering you being able to uh, think and talk at the same time. That, to me, when I was thinking about you and what you do, I'm thinking about your, the biggest skill that is so impressive to me is a skill that I didn't know existed until I started talking with people with yeah. the podcast situation. Yeah, yeah. And the thought is, can you talk and think at the same time about what you're going to say next? Oh, you have and, to, yeah. And I'm wondering, is that something that you fine-tune or are these other skills I have no yep. idea that go into it? Are these things you had to fine-tune while you're in it and shift, okay, this is working, this isn't working? Or is it, has it been just a natural? No, not natural, no. Show no. up and I crush. I think it's kind of like if somebody has a natural hidden ability yeah. to be, play tennis, okay. they, don't, they don't go out and play tennis really, really well the first year they're playing. Yeah. But they 
really get it. Yeah. Where if you and I went out, we could take tennis lessons for five years and yeah. we'd still be okay. Yeah. You know, maybe good. But That's, I think it's good's some, pushing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I use tennis. I don't even care about tennis. I just use it as an example. I, I couldn't uh, care less. You're talking to the most unathletic person on the face of the earth. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. that's me, actually. But, um, so I think that I maybe had a, a natural ability yeah. and also a desire to get better and also work on what I needed to work on. Yeah. One of them, you talk about thinking while you speak. No, I didn't have that initial. It was practice. Okay. And also you have to think while you speak and then stop to listen to the other person on the show that you're listening to yes. or the caller on the phone. Because in the studio, we're doing a lot of things. We're moving the mouse around on the computer. We're trying to find music on this mouse. I got a mouse over here. I got a mouse over here. I got a keyboard. I got a screen over here. I got clocks. Yeah. And uh, so you have to learn to kind Which of multitask. Which is almost the complete opposite of sitting in a pub. I've got you're a right, Guinness. Right. Yeah, we have no clocks. We don't have any uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a skill that I've yeah. worked on in time. And it's still... It's probably like playing the bass. I mean, you've also got to you've got to listen to what the yeah. rest of the band is doing. You got to keep in time. Your hand, one hand is doing this, one hand is doing this, and if you have to sing at the same time, yeah. now you got several things going on. Yeah. After a while, it comes so naturally to you, though, that you don't even have to think about it. Mm. I'm going to guess. Yes. Right. And if you start thinking about it, you're probably going to. It's like thinking about walking. You're probably going to trip yeah. if you're focusing on it too much. Yeah. So I think that it comes, but you did, you weren't that way the yeah. first, when you first learned to play. Yeah. Um, but I think also um, that when you are, I think in anything you do, you have to realize what's happening around you and do I need to evolve? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm 56 years old. I would never get hired at KDWB to do their morning show at 56. But because I haven't stayed the same as I was when I was 30, when I started, I kind of looked yeah. at our show and I'm like, okay, we don't want to do silly prank phone calls anymore. <laughs> we don't want to do silly 90s dated kind of bits. So we evolve. And if you don't evolve, <laughs> yeah. then you kind of get caught into, and I know some DJs who still kind of talk like this and they're like a little bit older and they sound like they're from the 1980s. Yes. And they're great people, but they've been stuck in that they didn't evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh, man, because that, oh, that is fascinating because, okay, you did the, you did the mock 80s, 90s voice. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that that triggered in my mind is the thought of so many musicians and artists I work with. Uh, we, when I say voice, especially uh, musically, I'm thinking about the art you're creating, the music you're creating, your voice on an instrument, but it also could be a, your real tangible voice that you're using, mm -hmm. singing. And we get so attached, at least in my circles of musicians, of attached, well, this is, this is my voice. My voice sounds like this, this is the style, mm -hmm. this is the way I do it, instead of uh, being willing to evolve. And so I, where do you find the balance between no, this is how I talk. This is my voice mm -hmm. on the radio. And this, like holding onto it tight and then having an open hand and being willing to evolve in that sense. That's such an interesting question. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is when you hear Coldplay, they sound like Coldplay. Um, even though every song yeah. sounds different. Hell yeah. I could hear a Coldplay song that I've never heard before and I'd be like, oh, that's Coldplay. Um, I could hear another example is Rod Stewart. Because it, when you say voice, Rod Stewart mm -hmm. has a very distinctive voice. So 
I would know that that's Rod Stewart. So, yeah. But every Rod Stewart song sounds a little bit different, but a little bit the same. One of my favorite examples and one of my favorite bands ever is Boston. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boston, Don't Look Back, More Than a Feeling, Long Time, Foreplay, all that stuff. They got a lot of crap back in their day because critics said their songs all sounded the same. And they did, but they were all such beautiful songs, mm -hmm. and they were all a little bit different. So, And you think of a band like, I'm trying to think of something contemporary, because I'm, I'm older, so I think of bands okay. like The Cars, and I go, oh, well, the, yeah. the Cars sound like The Cars. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, what was the one I was going to mention? Um, a band that um, accidentally puts out a ballad that's okay. Okay, here's one. Let's go yeah, back yeah. to the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles didn't want to release yesterday because it didn't sound like a Beatles song. Because all the Beatles songs sounded like Twist and Shout, I Want to Hold yes. Your Hand. And, um, uh, but then Paul McCartney wrote yesterday. Yeah. And they didn't even want to release it because it didn't sound like a Beatles song. Oh, yeah. But that was the beauty of it is because it still sounded like Paul McCartney but it didn't sound like a Beatles song. And it's probably, arguably, their biggest song they've ever done. So... Man, I, I, and I think of Foo Fighters, one of my favorite bands. Okay, okay. When they first put out their album that had the acoustic CD and then it had the rock CD, okay. they were all arguing with Dave about, okay, well, you shouldn't put out these acoustic songs because that's not Foo Fighters. He's like, yeah. what the hell are you saying? If, if we play it, then it's a Foo Fighters song. Then Fighter if it's so a Foo Fighters song, right. Yeah, yeah, then it's yeah. our thing. Okay, interesting. Have, so have you, does, what, is that, what does that mean for you then? Are you just uh, oh, okay. confident in, if I, it's whatever direction it goes in the future. I think uh, I'm always just genuine. Yeah. I mean, I've always been kind of uh, a nerdy guy. Yeah. I never try to be cool. I've never fit in with the cool kids. I've never fit in with the jocks. But at the same time, I can fit in with everybody to a yeah, degree. Yeah. Um, and but I'm not. But it's a really good question, and and I've never really overanalyzed it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that I just try to evolve a little bit. Is think about this. Here's an, a good analogy. What's a logo? for something like the Pepsi can. Think about the Pepsi yeah. can. The Pepsi can changes about every three years. But when you see it, you still know that's a can of Pepsi. Yeah. Because it's still got the blue and the red little globe on yes. there. And it looks different maybe than it did eight years ago. But it's still, well, that's the Pepsi logo right there. Yeah. That could be the best analogy that I've ever come up with right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's so you, good. So, yes. you, so you, we all change, but we're still recognizable yes. as the same person. Yeah. So if I met you in 10 years, yeah. it's okay. Think about this. Have you been to your high school reunion? Did yeah. you ever go to your high school reunion? Uh, hell no. No. Okay. Could not pay me to go to really? that. Really? Interesting. Yes, yes. This is what I went to a notice. tiny private Christian school in Nebraska. No and desire. Like, no way. Yeah, no, no desire. desire. Yeah. So I noticed at my 10-year reunion that, and every reunion I've gone to, 10, 20, 30-year reunion, that everybody's just about the same. Yeah. They look different. The okay. guys are bigger now. The guys have maybe less hair and the yeah. women look a little bit different and they don't have the 80s <laughs> yeah, hairstyle like they used to. The, the ladies have more hair. The guys have less hair. Right? It's all yes, just, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. But they're all yeah. just about the same. Okay. And I, I try to remember that when I run into somebody who's like 78 years old. I'm like, okay, he's old, but he's probably not a lot different than he was when he was 38 years old. Yeah. And that kind of makes it a little bit easier to relate to that person. Um, so as far as me, 
little changes over time, natural changes, and you know you don't even yes. recognize them, just like you. Yes. You're not the same person you were when you were 16, but in a lot of ways you are. Okay. You probably still think the same things are funny. Mm-hmm. You probably still would laugh at the same kind of jokes. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you probably don't eat just nothing but like, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and goldfish yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. It, oh man, this is fascinating. I, I love even your analogies that you're throwing out there are just so inspiring. They're inspiring different thoughts to me. It was fascinating about this conversation and chatting with you is this thought that just come is has come up about evolution, about life and the evolution of a personality and of a voice. And this thought that I think the biggest problem I the biggest misunderstanding I had, or I wish I would have understand understood earlier in my life is that. When you, your logo, cons, your logo analogy was so brilliant to me, and it made me think of, uh, if you compare the very first Pepsi logo with the 2019 Pepsi logo, mm-hmm. and you compare them, yeah. and say we were all logos, let's get really meta here. If we okay. say we were a logo, and I was looking at your 2019 logo, and I'm looking at my whenever they started logo, and I think, oh man, I need to get from here to there, and I'm embarrassed of where I am, what we don't look at as humans is all the other versions of the logo mm-hmm. that it took to get you where yeah. you are today. Yes. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm just, so I'm just thinking about as a human, we're talking about music or changing your mind. There's so many iterations of yourself and your personality that it takes to get to the, uh, your future best self that's pulling you forward in life. That's very true. Yeah. And so I'm just, I, I'm fascinated. I just, I like your mindset and your idea of, uh, it just seems like you are open to, you have a good grasp on this is me. Uh, these are the core things that make me me. Uh, but also, I'm an evolving person. Because you, yeah. you talk about being in radio. The cheap way to look at that right now is to look at it and be judgmental. Mm-hmm. Or we can look backwards and celebrate uh, evolution of ourselves. And yeah. be like, oh man, isn't it so cool? And we're not perfect yet. We have a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, and so when I hear you talk about all this stuff, and I hear you talk about yourself, and I hear... Like stories of you starting out in like religious radio, Christian radio. I uh, think it it just gets me excited for my future self pulling me forward, and like, oh yeah, I can be fully here and embrace and work my ass off with whatever I'm doing here, but know that I can hold like life with an open hand and know it's going to evolve. Yeah, yeah uh, sure, and it does evolve. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah. And okay, that, so this is all tying in this tangent it, to you and your podcast. How did this iteration now? Okay, so you're you're in radio, right? You've made this career. Uh, I would assume uh, thirty nine years now. Okay, yeah. And I mean, I've I've few just random questions. I'm asking a little sure. bit here, but yeah. uh, when now you're you've seen it be this thing that you have spent time and years and blood, sweat, and tears and perfect and like working on your voice and how you communicate your communication style and all okay. that. And then now, any now we have come in podcasts have come into uh, trend. Yeah, where any bozo with a microphone can plug into their laptop mm-hmm. and essentially make their own damn radio show. Yeah, right. Yeah. And where I, I don't know what your process was when that first started happening and people started coming out with podcasts. I don't know what what your how you um, approach that as a person, but the fact that you it seems like you acknowledge, hey, podcasts are a thing. I'm going to do my radio thing, but now you have your own podcast too. You've embraced the newness of that. Yeah. What did that uh, transition look like? Was it a transition or? I'm trying to remember. I've been doing the podcast for about three years because my book came out in 2014 
And then I thought, oh, I want to do a podcast okay. based on my book. So That's I my other question, if it, which came first. Yeah, the, the book, book the was po- first. Okay. And then I have got the podcast going. Yeah. And I bought a small, I mean, it's amazing. We're looking at this equipment here. And I've seen people do a podcast with something that looks like the, you know, like the flight deck of the space shuttle. And you don't oh, need yes. that. Yeah. I mean, you've got a, bit, a beautiful uh, little digital recorder over here. This thing's great. And a couple of great microphones. And that's really all you need. If you got in a quiet enough room you can set your iphone down and just start recording just one thing single thing right yeah um i did it because i thought podcast i'm this was four years ago and already podcasting was getting big then and the industry has always been the radio industry has always been really nervous about what the next big thing is first it was i mean back in the day radio was nervous about television we survived that we were then nervous about, you know, the vinyl record. Mm. We survived that. We were nervous about the eight track and the cassette yes. and the CD, and we survived that. Then we were nervous about the iPod, and we were nervous about Sirius XM radio. We've survived all of that. Then it was podcasting. So that was the next thing. We're always kind of like, what's our next thing we should be aware of? Yeah. So there was podcasting. Well, shoot, I can't get on Sirius XM, and I don't want to make a cassette of my show, but I can do a podcast. So that's, I think, how we said let's do podcasting and now actually the company is iHeartMedia is really really big into podcasting yeah. okay and so they require all of us to do a podcast of some type just to expand our brand to get really to get not even not even take what you're already doing and put it on the podcast platform. we do that we do that yeah. too we podcast our show for yep. people who don't listen they can yeah. listen in the middle of the night or they can listen in another state or whatever brilliant but in addition they want us to do Different Something content. else, yeah. your thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that's so I chose this, and it was like, do whatever you want to do. Okay, did the uh, let me cut in here with the uh, the book? Would did that come before the idea of the podcast? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the book came before I'd even heard of what a podcast was. When did you come out with that book? Uh, it came out in 2014, but I had been writing it for about six years. Yeah, and I don't want to butcher the title. Shower. Take a shower. Take a shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. Yeah, that's based on. Three really simple to understand rules of success that a lot of people still get wrong. Yeah. Take a shower so you don't smell bad wherever you're showing up, yes. whether it's a date or whether it's work or whether it's a job interview. Yeah. Take a shower. Show up on time. Yeah. Um, and everybody's late once in a while, but for the most part, show up on time. Yeah. And and when you get there, don't steal anything. And of course, we all know that. And people kind of laugh at the title like, no shit, I already know that. But that's why it's kind of like, okay. Those are just the three basic tenets. Now let's yes. dive into um, don't loan money, uh, stop at kids' lemonade stands, and why. Um, uh, uh, don't smoke. Um, don't try drugs even once. And and I and, and writing the book, I tried not to sound preachy. Yeah. But I make it come from a voice of here's what I've learned, either through my own personal lessons. Yeah. Don't loan money because you're yeah. probably never going to get it back. Or don't try hard drugs because. I've seen friends of mine suffer from making that decision. Yeah. So, and I try to keep it light and it's got some funny illustrations in there. Yeah. And like I said, I try not to make it preachy. So that's what the podcast is all about. Well, now I've exhausted most of the chapters in my podcast. So now I try to bring in other people like my daughter to share their lessons in life. I was just listening to the one uh, with your friend talking about God and miscarriages. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I think in that one you had talked about You'd mention you'd mention back to the don't lend people money, yeah. and I remember being like, "Oh, yeah, that is that's such a great thing to talk about 
because right off the top you're like oh that's that doesn't you don't that doesn't make sense. Do I agree with that or not? Yeah, well, sure, and then you yeah. realize, like, oh, yeah, these are hard-learned lessons yeah. from life. That's why I think the brilliance of it is. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm not saying you should yeah. never, ever lend anybody. You know, listen, if my brother really needed yeah. money to, or he's going to lose his house, well, of course I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. But I think I just got to know going in that yeah. I always like to say if they don't have an abundance of money for this now, yeah. it's not likely they'll have an abundance of money for it in three months or yeah. six months or two weeks to pay you back. So if you want to help somebody, help them out. You know, we're all nice yeah. people. We want to help people out. But just kind of be careful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, uh, by the way, I want to be respectful of your time. How are you doing on time? Like uh, another good, 15? yeah. Uh, 15 more minutes? Cool. Yeah. Um, is there, so years of being just a pro in what you do in the radio, in the radio scene, is there something that you, is there anything that podcasting taught you that radio didn't um, about this world? You know, you said it best that, Anybody can do a podcast. I would say that um, uh, there's so much out there. There's got to be a hundred yeah. new podcasts out there every day. Yeah. And there's some really good ones. And people love podcasts because I can listen anywhere. I can mm. download a podcast on my Apple Watch yeah. and not even have my phone yes. with me and go out for a walk and listen on my, uh, yeah. you know, my um, uh, AirPods or whatever. Um, uh, so I think to stand out is tricky. Yeah. I don't know what the secret is to get up to a Joe Rogan kind of a level of podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think that it always is going to come down to quality. Quality, yeah. I think. I mean, like Pat Fallon has got a podcast about yeah. um, um, uh, being, uh, it's called Heartbroken. It's called the Heartbroken Podcast, and it's a really good podcast, really good quality. Yeah. Um, not because of the great production values or music background or music bed or anything like that. It's just quality mm -hmm. storytelling. Uh, Steve does Murder Monday, which is all, it is really good production. It's a murder mystery yeah. with the setup and then the solution. Um, I just think it's always going to be about quality. What movies do well? The most quality movies. What songs do well? The, what cars do well? The most quality. Yeah. So it's always about quality. Yes. Are they, okay. Speaking of quality, then is there anything when you listen to, if you're listening to a host or any type of someone speaking a podcast, whether or radio, are there pet peeves that you have? Yes. When you listen, that you just can't stand. You guys. You guys. You guys. You guys. So you guys, thanks for listening. You guys, you guys can send me an email. You guys can call me. You guys, hey, you guys, thanks for listening. Yes. Now, if you're listening in your car mm -hmm. to my podcast and I call you, you guys, it's just a tiny little bit of alienation because you're not a you guys, you're a you. So in my podcast or when I coach people on the radio, I say, don't call people folks. Don't call them you guys or everybody. Hey, I hope everybody listening has a great weekend. You in your car, you're not an everybody. You're a you. And I, I always tell people when you're on your podcast, and I sometimes slip on this up, up too, or on your radio show. Yeah. Hey, I hope you have a good weekend. Hey, I want to thank you for listening. And if you want to send me an email, you can get me at DaveRyan at KDWB.com. And if you are looking for a great restaurant, I want to send you to the local over in St. Louis Park. Instead of, hey, Everybody, I got a great restaurant I got to tell you guys about. And I hear it all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Are you, when you're talking, do you, are you thinking of the person on the other side absolutely. of this? Yeah, absolutely. Really? One person, yeah. Well, in radio, we used to have a trick. When I was new in radio, I was um, working at a radio station that targeted like 25-year-old women. So the boss is like, mm. this is what I want you to do. Go get a magazine with a picture of a 25-year-old woman 
and tape it up on the board in front of you and everything you do talk to her and keep her in mind so in other words yeah. you don't want to talk about whatever in, you know at the time was not interesting to a woman like meeting chicks yeah I'm going to go out later today and <laughs> yeah. meet chicks she didn't want to hear yeah. about that yeah. she want to hear about the bozos at the bar that are trying to meet her so keep her in mind and speak to her so if I was you know back in 1983 yes. talking about the new Madonna song I would talk to her about it. Hey, you might not have heard this one yet, but it's kind of a new song and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Yeah. So you talk to an individual and you picture who that individual is. Like if you listen to a classic rock station yeah, yeah. like KQ or you listen yeah. to 93X, the rock station, they're talking to dudes. You know what I mean? They're yes. dudes Hell talking yeah. to dudes. One thing that radio is kind of waking up to is like there's so many guys talking to women. Okay. There should be more women talking to women. And that's a whole other conversation, Rob, because whether it's sexism or not enough talent out there or whatever you want to blame it on, there's a whole lot of dudes like me mm. on stations that are targeted to women. How do I combat that? If you listen to our show, Fallon gets way more airtime than I do. Cool. I mean, if it's maybe not way more, but we're pretty on a much of an equal footing. You'll hear Fallon talk just as much. Okay. Because I want the women to hear another woman, woman yeah. talking about their point of view. Mm. Fallon's out this week, so we don't want just me and Steve on talking about bro talk. <laughs> so uh, we had um, a, a reporter from Channel 11 come in, and she oh, cool. talked about girl stuff. And she talked about how she got dumped yeah. over FaceTime. And she talked about you know learning jujitsu so she can feel safe when she walks down the street at night and things like that. Things that women relate to. So uh, um, I forget what I was go where I was going with this one, but mm. yeah. uh, just about the being intentional about who you're talking to. Yeah. So that? yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that, um, and I think that yeah, you're right when you talk about how we talk about you know you, you talk to your grandmother in a different way. You talk to your boys when you go out for, for yeah. a beer, but it's, you're still authentic. Yeah. Um, and then I just talked about how in radio we need to find more women that to talk to the women in the audience because mm -hmm. I think that's more effective. Yeah. yeah. Man, no. I, I, yeah, I like that. The, um, okay, you're, you're talking about quality, like quality is king with uh, I think so. stuff. I think is so. There, are there, uh, so when, oh, there's someone that's a complete noob uh, to the radio world uh, and, and public speaking and learning how to talk good. Is <laughs> there, right. uh, there's a few things I think of uh, that equal quality uh, in what you do. So like spe enunciating, not having filler words, having a, a good broadcasting voice and mm -hmm. being intentional with that. Are there skills that most people don't wouldn't think of um, that go into what you do? Probably. Uh, I think that one of them is... If you're going to be, if you're going to use a microphone, you got to learn to talk into the microphone, and that sounds basic, but you would not believe. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know it. We'll have guests in that have never been on the radio, and I'm sure you've had guests on your show, and they're way back here like this, and they look oh, around, yeah. and it's like, no, can you remember to talk into the microphone? So, I mean, that sounds like a little one, but this one that people don't really know. Um, I would also remember um, uh, uh, brevity is the soul of wit. In other words, if you got a lot. I, I don't oh, you're don't reading. Wanna... You're reading my mail. Wherever you're going with this, really, I, I love this. Yeah, go on. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to throw any anybody under the bus, but I had somebody on my podcast not too long ago, and they told a funny story that could have been a thirty second story, but it was about a four minute story, 
And, Hell yes. and in the final minute, I could already see what the funny part was going to be. And it's like, okay, <laughs> come on. And, and, and this person is a wonderful person. I would yeah, never, because yeah. they don't do what I do. But, yes. but it's like, you could have told that story. We always make fun of people when, when they call in and tell us a story and they get into way too many details. Yes. So let's say they want to call in and talk about the funny way they got fired from Best Buy. So, yeah, I worked at Best Buy, and, you know, I was there from, like, I don't know, 99 to, like, you know, 2004, and I drive all the way in from Bloomington. Anyway, so, um, and I was working there one time, and uh, my boss, who was probably, like, 34 years old, and, you know, he's a nice guy. I think he was divorced and an alcoholic, but he's pretty, and we're like, Jesus Christ, please, <laughs> please for will the love of you, God. and then we joke, uh, we say, what color shirt were you wearing that day? As if <laughs> to say, so well, give me what color uh, yes. shirt. So, yes, I love that. And, it's such and, a great inside joke. And you're right. And they don't know it. And, and they don't yeah, know, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and so I love we, that. we tell people, we say this, we say, tell us the last part of your story first, mm. and then we'll ask if, we, if there's any details we want. So let's say the guy got fired at Best Buy for, I don't know, having sex on the copy machine. And so you start by saying, I got fired at Best Buy for having sex on top of the copy machine. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> How did that... Now you can ask some yes. questions. Instead so, of being like, so I was on Tinder the other night. And yes. started at the very beginning. And, yeah, back and right. Then. We talked for a few hours. Yes. Okay. Right. I've gotten... I'm selfishly then. I'm going to add I'm using the fact that you're here that I can get advice then. Sure, so yeah. how do you practice brevity? Because I feel like I've gotten way better at this, but I still, that's my biggest weakness in asking questions and talking. I don't know. With I don't know. I think practice. Is, I mean, how do you practice brevity? I think being aware of, being aware of it is okay. the first thing. Yeah. And then also just kind of filtering out the details that don't make any difference. Yeah. Um, I, it didn't so matter. just being that, aware as a human? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and remembering your audience. And your audience, okay. you know, they have, you have kind of an unwritten agreement mm. of their attention span. You know, that your audience or me or your wife yes. or whoever will give you attention for about as long as they feel like. Yeah. And if you start to wander and go on and on, it's like then their attention will drift and I'm sure you're probably guilty of this. Your wife will be telling you something, and then your attention will drift. And yes. then she'll be like, what did I just say? Are you listening to me? Oh, yeah, I heard you talk. Yeah, it was about your mom. Okay. That was like three minutes ago. That I mentioned. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. I think that it's just becoming uh, aware. I don't, I don't really have any tips on that one. I think being aware of anything is always a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to selfish because that's, that's one of the multiple things that... Uh, I'm trying to learn with this of just being uh, yeah. gravity and just in life in general. But at the same time, uh, as you can probably tell, like my questions, I'm learning how to distill things down. I've gotten better, uh, but I've got a long ways to go. I would suggest this if you want a suggestion, honestly. Yeah, give it to me. I mean, you're doing yeah. great. I was going to mention, I was going to say, Thank you're you. doing so great and so conversational so with nice. no Here's notes. A check. Right, right yeah. exactly. Um, uh, but if I did have a suggestion, yeah. I would say write down some of the questions in advance. Okay. So that way you can be like, oh great, that's a good answer. Dave, what do you think of blah, blah, blah? Or your next guest, mm, Jill, yes. what do you think of this? So it, it's no bad crutch. It's, yes. not, it's not anything to be embarrassed about to write down questions. Okay. You don't feel like when you've had guests in, that's not a distraction? No, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Here's what you gotta do though. When you ask a question, don't be looking on your list of what your next question is. Listen to what they're saying. Yes. And I'll give you an example. So let's say you say, what did you do, Dave, what'd you do this weekend? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I went fishing 
And the funny thing was, when I was fishing, I got shot in the arm by a stray bullet of some hunter. And you're like, huh, that's good. And then what did you watch on TV on Sunday night? Well, wait, that was your next question on the list. But what did you miss? Yeah. The fact that I got shot. Yes. So wait, you got shot? Yes. So and I you don't hear, react. Yeah. Right. So wait, that's a great tangent to get off on. And I hear people do this all the time. Radio people, you would think they would be great interviewers. And a lot of time they're not because they've got a list of questions. And they're mm. looking at their next question instead of listening to the answer. Yes. And I hear it all the time. If I'm interviewing like, I don't know, a celebrity... And, uh, and, and I'm like, so tell me about your new album. And they're like, well, it's really cool. It's kind of a departure. It's based on the fact that I just got back from the moon and uh, blah, 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 blah. And if I don't go, wait a second, you just got back from the moon? Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm not doing my job. So, okay. yeah, a list of questions is fine, but make sure you listen to their answers. Because I, in, in music, I have to either, I'm either in one or two phases in my brain because I'm very, I'm not a multitasker. I either have to fully memorize a tune and be playing really? in, in the moment. That's hard though, right? It is, it is. Yeah. But then it's actually easier once you do, then you can be in the moment and have the song memorized. Or I have to be completely fully sight reading a chart okay. uh, and knowing where it is for me to bounce back and forth from uh, the tune two like a find a mishmash between the two it's difficult uh but is that something you've just gotten better at of having listening and then having this in your peripheral for your, your sure list? oh absolutely for sure when i first when i interviewed for this job yeah. 26 years ago almost exactly yeah they said well you know that's those interview questions that we hate rob like so what are your strengths yeah i don't remember what i said my strengths yeah. were but they said what's your weakness and i said interviews and they thought I meant job interviews, so they kind of laughed, ha, ha, ha. And I said, no, I mean like celebrity interviews. Yeah, oh. Because I was really bad at them. And I don't remember why yeah. I was bad at them, but I wasn't good. But then I made a point to be to get better at interviews because that was one of my weaknesses. Yeah. So How do you, just, just in overall interviewing just, styles? Just okay. by, a lot of the time, what we don't like, we avoid it. Mm. Like, I don't like to dance. I can't dance, so I avoid it because I have no interest in being a better dancer. Mm -hmm. But if I want to be a better father, I can't just avoid it by, you know, never being in my kid's life. I have to get down on the mm -hmm. floor and play with my kid and learn to be a better father. Oh. If I want to learn to be a better interview or a better public speaker, I can't avoid it because yes. I'm not going to get any better. I have to get in and make mistakes and really screw up and go, oh, I learned something. So you want to be a better mm. interviewer. Don't avoid interviewing people. Yeah. Do more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so heavy. I could talk. Oh, man. I'm, thank you, by the way, for hanging out with me. Yeah, no, I could fun. hang out yeah. and talk with you You're literally all day. You're a philosophical guy, aren't you? You I like do philosophical love, I do thinking. love it. And it's because... Uh, this, uh, this, my whole thought of this podcast is I'm trying to balance. I won't... Um, trying to look past and be able to, I want to learn about the things behind what someone does. Like what, uh, yes, you have, there's this whole image of you that people, that let's say people listen every day. There's an image of you uh, that people have, but there's so many other things behind that are going through your mind while you're having a conversation on, yeah. on air, that, uh, how you got here in the first place. And it's just so fascinating to me. I've realized I'm moving towards defining my own, like what does it mean to be a curious person in life? And I have my own theories about it. And this whole podcast, it's so funny, we're talking about evolution and this whole thing is, is taking me down a road I would have never never known yeah. my uh, is going to open up 
uh, not just even outside podcast stuff, but in my own thinking and thought processing and how I view the world yeah. that I never knew existed until I started doing this. Yeah. Uh, so let's end with this. Okay. All right. How do you define curiosity? Wonder what this, just even the first thing that comes to your well, mind. I, is. I wonder if it's like maybe to be curious, you have to be curious about a bunch of different things. I can't just be curious about airplanes. Okay, for example. Oh, wait a second. So you are a psychologist? What's mm-hmm. that like? That's really, I'm really curious about that. Oh, you do cross stitching? Oh, okay. What, why do you like? I don't know. So maybe being curious is being open to all kinds of different things instead of just one thing. And I think also mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, your answer would be as good as mine curious about other people and not just yourself. Because I think that we all, what's our favorite subject? We all love. Our number one thing to talk about is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that we're not going to learn a whole lot from talking about ourselves, but we can be curious about other people. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm going, yeah. you look like a rock star. You look like a musician. Thank You're you. very hip looking. You got like the skull got kind some, of the yes, necklace on. You got yes. the low cut shirt. You got the tats on. Um, so I'm curious about you. Yeah. I'm not curious about me. I already know about me. So I think that maybe, is that a fair mm. answer? To be, oh, you got to be curious about a lot of different things and other people. Yeah. Yeah. Then, oh, that is so, oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm not blowing smoke at me, but I've Thanks. never heard anybody, the, the, what's blowing my mind right now is the thought that you can't turn it off. You can't just be, if you're curious about one thing in life, maybe you're not really curious. Maybe mm-hmm. that just happens to be one thing that you have a fascination yeah. about, yeah. but you can't turn off the, the obsessions about multiple things in life. It's almost like a way of viewing well, everything. It's like this. I mean, it's like, I'll be watching, I'll be flipping through the channels on, yeah. there, looking at the guide on TV. It's like, oh, that sound. I'm not really into that, but that's not, I got to watch that for a second. Or here's another one, Flipboard. Do you know what Flipboard is? Flipboard is a, is a subscription app that it sends you a bunch of different news stories, 10 stories every day. Yeah. And it'll be like, why marine life is disappearing, or what really happened at Coachella, or why this is, and, and it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. And so I'll click on something that I had no interest in to yes. see whether, to see what it's all about. So... Um, I don't know. I think that, but I don't know. But I will say this. I don't think there's anything wrong with not being curious. If you're only interested in playing the violin and you don't care about Mm. watching my 600-pound life, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, if you're hyper-focused on being the best violin player, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's just a concentration of curiosity in one. A concentration of curiosity, yeah. 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 Yeah, Oh, fascinating. Okay, I mean, you just answered, my other question was going to be, how has it played a role in your life? Uh, How has curiosity led you to where you are today? And part of it seems like it's it's a part of you innately as a person. I think so. I'm really interested in things and other people. Okay. Uh, I'm really interested in stories. Yeah. If I every time I go into a hobby shop, I go into like Michael's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that looks like a fun hobby. I'm going to take up that. Oh, <laughs> well, that looks like fun. And I got a million hobbies yes. because I'm curious about. And I think honestly, that maybe helps me on the radio in that I ride motorcycles, but I also am a pilot. And I also snowboard. I've run marathons. I love history. I love doing magic tricks for people. I love Boy Scouts. Um, uh, And so maybe it's because I'm curious about a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of different things that makes me more relatable 
two people. If they go, oh yeah, Dave's in Boy Scouts too. Oh, that's cool. I'm in Boy Scouts. Or Dave runs marathons. That's cool. Yes. But then again, you know, like Fallon, she's really interesting, not because she's into a whole lot of different things, but because she is just very funny. She's very funny yeah. and relatable and personable. So yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that is, that is. Oh, I'm. I'm not even go down the rabbit trail of all the things I can connect with you on. <laughs> just because my wife you don't do magic me, uh, tricks, do you? Oh man, my wife—not magic tricks, okay. but like the motorcycles, being yeah, a hobbyist. You ride. I do, and my wife gives me such a hard time because I'm such a hobbyist. She's like, "You're just one more thing you're picking up." I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I, yeah." I'm compelled to uh, to dive into that. My one of the most influential books of my life was uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence, Influence People." People, Dale Carnegie. Yes, yeah, yeah. so good. And yeah. how he talks in that: of find your number one thing if you're meeting someone new, find a common interest. Yeah. And if you can, if you can have all these common interests then you can find, oh, I can relate to you on yeah. this. Or maybe even if you, there's nothing about what this person is doing in their life that's interesting to you. By having so many interests, you can at least have empathy and say, oh man, I'm interested in nerdy things, just like you're interested in the nerdiest thing ever. So I can relate to you just on the sense of interest. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, no. And I think it's really valuable yeah. because I met, I met a guy last night who was the general manager of a Dave & Buster's. We were okay. doing a thing down at Dave & Buster's yeah. for Nurses Day. And I couldn't tell how old he was, but I thought he's probably kind of close to my age. Mm -hmm. We started talking about arcade games, and the, we like connected instantly because I'm like, "Well, what was your arcade game back when you were like, you know, like 18 years old?" He's like, "I forget what he said. I should have been listening more closely." But it was like, let's say it was Defender. Okay. And uh, I'm like, "Oh yeah, Defender man. I was more of an Astro. Oh, his was Centipede. He loves Centipede. Okay, yeah. of the video game. So uh, as you get older, yeah, oh yeah, the more." things you'll have to connect with. Yeah, this backlog of... Yeah, yeah. it's like a, a whole pantry of experiences uh, that you can pull from Yes, to like, oh, so you really like, I don't know, Shark Week on the, yeah. on, on TV. Oh, I, I love Shark Week. I yes. actually went down in a shark cage one, and I didn't, but yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So you find you something, oh, yeah, that's so with good. all your big pantry of experiences. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I... That right there, at least for me, to wrap this up, that right there at least gives me a taste into some of my biggest curiosity that we didn't even dive into of you as a person uh, for a living have to sit down in a room that people are not necessarily comfortable in, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's foreign to them. You live there in your office space that's recording your radio. Yep, yep. You have to sit down with someone maybe that you've never met yeah. and find a way instantly to build rapport and connect with people from all walks of life daily. And I wonder if, I mean, that's a whole other two hours I could talk with you about, but I think that at least your, your concept of curiosity and connecting with people, that at least gives me an insight into, oh, you have these things to pull from when you're talking with someone you've never met. Or yeah, and it's hard to do. Some people are naturally more comfortable with it. I mean, yeah. you're brilliant to do this in a restaurant because it feels like two guys sitting oh, at, yeah, yeah. at a restaurant yeah, yeah. and we're, the only thing's different is, you know, there, there's microphones in yeah. front of us. Um, uh, but that's a hard one and some people are more comfortable with yeah. that on the radio and, and some people, it's just like anybody. It's like going on a date. Yeah. You can do your best to make her or him feel comfortable mm -hmm. and sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just never find that connection and it's okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just don't find that connection. That's the way it is. Are you okay? Are you cool with that of like, of in this, of uh, letting go of that need to 
oh man, what am I doing wrong here in this conversation? Maybe it's, are you, are, when you walk away from like an interview that didn't go well, are you, have you gotten to a point where you're good at, hey, listen, that's just how it goes. It They're is, just yeah, not, I have. And I think that's that not this, on me. this is what I always notice. Let's say yeah. that you, you were getting along fine. I'm having a great time talking okay. to you too. But let's say that you and I sat down and it was awkward and we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about. And mm. uh, there was long pauses while we looked around the room. Would you blame me or would you blame you? And as the host, I would blame myself. Okay, that's for what sure. we always do. Yes. So I always try to remember, while I might feel stupid and uncomfortable that oh, the conversation yeah. didn't go well, they're also blaming themselves. And so I don't yes. try to beat myself up too much. If you got, sometimes you go out to lunch with a friend that you haven't mm-hmm. seen in a long time and you don't really connect. Yeah. Or I had lunch with a radio friend of mine a month or so ago, and we'd only met online, and we we didn't really connect. We yeah. went to lunch, we didn't really connect. Yeah. And I know, as dumb as I felt afterward, that he's probably beating himself up too, going, God, I was so stupid. I'd ask the dumb questions. So I try not. I yes. try to give myself a pass. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes it just happens that just way. Just like ruminate on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay, thank you. Seriously, yeah, that thank was you so much for making time for this. But I really appreciate your time. Of course, thank you. Uh, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show... I'll show. <laughs> also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan. Whatever you 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 know the drill. All right, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you. Podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right. That's it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. I got nothing. Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. Perfect.